Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 35, season four of the standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live on Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season, which is now heading into internationals. So uh, good evening, Richie. Um, no games for us to review this week. Um, so it's time for our awards night. Um, most important night of the, the season for us. How are you and how was your first week without NRL? Yeah, I'm well, Brad. Thanks. Um a little bit lost without the NRL, to be honest. Uh, uh, it didn't take long to start missing it, but we do have internationals around the corner. And, yeah, I mean, tonight should be a, a bit of fun. We get to face the music and um, have a laugh at how garbage our predictions were at the start of the year. And, um, yeah, uh, yep. and, of course, the awards. So yeah. it, should be a, it, it should be a good one. It is a doozy. Um and Paul is not with us tonight, unfortunately. So you have to put up with me working on all the slides. And there's a lot of them um, that I was creating this week for all the awards. But um, while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m., you can also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week. As Richie just mentioned, we're going to wind back the clock and look at our preseason predictions and how wrong we were. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as some questions we've got for each other. We'll then announce our 2023 award winners before ending the night with a quick recap of Super League. Um, so, yeah, remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well jump into the top stories, Richie, because, mm. um, yeah, with all the slides, we're going to be here for a while. Yep, let's do um, it. I see Simon and Mikey here. Evening, guys. Um, obviously, the biggest news this week was um, former Rabbitoh uh, Nathan Merritt is in hospital after collapsing at his auntie's house after a, they've said it's an adverse reaction to some prescribed pain meds, um, and he's fighting for his life. Um, very tough situation for him and his family, and hopefully he keeps on fighting. I did see a little bit in the news today. Um, the Rabbitohs have made a comment saying they're waiting for the right time, but after speaking with his family, it sounds like he has shown improvement, which is good to see. But a um, bit of a, a shocking um, event to happen, um, kind of out of nowhere, Richie. 
Oh, yeah, big time. Um, I, I feel for him. I'm happy to hear he's, his condition's improved a wee bit. Um, and I just hope he keeps fighting the good fight and pulls through. He's, um, I always remember him as a gun finisher. Mm. Um, and, you know, it'd be it'd be sad news if, if it were to go the wrong way. So I hope he keeps fighting and, and pulls through. Yeah, so we send him our, our best. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can give a, a, a happier update next week or whenever the news develops. Um, we'll stay on the Rabbitohs for one more bit. Um, they've re-signed Jason Demetrio until the end of 2026, and they've also extended their assistant, um, Ben Hornby, until the end of 2025. Um, it was a bit dicey um, this year with the Rabbits. It kind of looked like everything was falling apart, and I thought that um, Jason might um, be the brunt of it, but it looks like they're, they're backing him. So you think it's a good good decision? Well, yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, obviously this year they they struggled a bit, and and missed out on the on the finals. But leading up to this year, they've they've been making prelim, at, you know, at least the finals and and prelims for a few yeah. years now. So, um, and Jason's not too long into his um, his tenure with the Rabbitohs as as head coach. So, um, I think it's good when clubs give. Um, Give the coach a bit of, you know, a, a good crack at it. Um, yeah. He might start to feel the pinch if, if they uh, struggle for results next year. But, um, yeah, I think with the calibre of players they have there and Jackie White incoming, they, um, you know, you'd think they've got enough in them to bounce back. It's all on it's all on them. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think it just goes down to there's not a lot of stock options out there for a, a guy to come in anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, better, better the devil you know. So, um, yeah, I'm sure well, we'll see. if, Like you said, if they have another year where they don't make the eight, I think there might be questions asked. But um, if they get into the eight and, uh, you know, competing as a premiership threat, I think everyone will forget about the issues they had this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, John Cartwright going on a completely different segue. Um, he's been rumoured to have met with New South Wales and has thrown his hat in the ring to become the next New South Wales head coach, um, joining the list with Laurie Daly and that. You as the uh, New South Welshman here, uh, what's your thought about John Cartwright potentially being the, the origin coach? Yeah, he, he He's not a bad coach, John Cartwright. It, it doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. Um, and I'm sure a lot of New South Wales supporters would feel feel similar. Um, when you look over the other side of the fence and you've got Billy Slater doing wonderful things with Queensland and he's just, as a player, was built for their origin arena and um, he's taking all that knowledge he has of it and applying it uh, to, to Queensland in a coaching sense now and they're just thriving. Um yeah, John Cartwright doesn't doesn't fill me with that same uh, feeling of confidence. But we knew this, didn't we? We we we, yeah. we spoke about it last week. It's um, there's not a lot of options out there. So um, yeah, it, it might be who's the best of a of a small bunch. Um, yeah, worrying times though. Yeah, well, worrying times for you. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm a Kiwi supporter. Really don't don't really care. <laughs> 
Um, so now we've got a big section called the Tigers section now. Um, I feel like we're um, Australian media, how we're talking about the Tigers all the time. But um, there has been a bit of news out of them. So um, we mentioned last week that um, the Tigers chairman, um, Lee, how do you say his last name? Hag- Hagney Patelis or something? Um, Good effort. We'll go yeah, with that. We'll go with that. Um uh, despite announcing that he had extended his chairman, he's apparently been asked to stand down um, a request he has rejected. Um, and there's a board meeting coming up, which could seal his fate. Um, apparently um, the the board aren't happy with him always putting his like self out there. I think they're um, not as happy that the fact that, you know, he's the main sponsor as well. So um I don't know. It's it's a mess there. But um, there's also been talk that um, they've joined up with the Liverpool Council to meet with the New South Wales government and proposing a new 20,000-seat stadium to be built um, in Liverpool, which would become their new permanent home. Um, news that hasn't been taken well by uh, the Tigers fan base. What's your thoughts on that, Richie, on the Tigers going to spend some money and uh, build a stadium elsewhere? Tigers fan base is very traditional and old school, aren't they? They uh, they love their suburban home ground. Um, yeah. It, it is not – I think it, if they stick with where they are, they're going to need to make upgrades, that's clear. Yeah. Um, so whether they that's how they spend their money, yeah. Um, on uh, – Lee Hedger-Pantelis, or however you say his name. Um, yeah, it's that's going to be a real interesting um, situation to watch unfold because it's clear that the last few years, the Tigers organisation has been... Yeah, it hasn't been run the best. And decision, there's been terrible decisions that... They're always airing out their dirty laundry through the media, uh, struggle to sign players. But what what is clear is that in the office, it's not it's not being run well. So um, probably the buck doesn't shouldn't just stop with him. There probably should be more heads rolling. Well, Pasco should go as well. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, and Simon's mentioned haven't they changed the logo? They have. They've got a. I got all excited. I heard they changed the logo, and then I went to look at it, and it's the same logo, but they've just kind of put a shield around it and put, like, their, their anniversary date in it. So it's mm. not really that impressive. So I didn't even grab a picture for us to show on here. Um, but, yeah, going on to that um, leaking to the media, um, Stefano, um, he's got a clause in his contract that he could get out if they don't make the eight and whatever. He's apparently willing to take that off the table if the team can, if the club can guarantee they're going to stop leaking to the media, all the stuff, um, yep. we'll see what happens there. But um, they are, they are a very um, leak-heavy club. That that's why everyone talks about them all the time because yeah. you're always guaranteed to get um, get a little a little snippet of news out of them that you're not going to hear from other clubs. Um, mm. But that kind of does flow into the next part for Tigers Corner. Um, Benji Marshall apparently is not a happy chappy um, as he wanted unity and um, solidarity um, from the club as he attempts to get them back on track and all this stuff in the office is kind of the opposite. So he, he kind of wants everyone to be, you know, 
a united front so they can actually try to get business sorted um i i guess that goes back to the guys upstairs you know having to get their um the egos in check i guess is um the idiot's way from a guy outside looking in um mm. yeah what's your thoughts how how do you make it a united front Oh, don't ask me, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I feel for Benji though, because I could I see where he's coming from, and um, you know he just loves that club and bleeds that club. So um, all, all the Muppets running it, uh, it, it probably hurts him more than anybody. Mm. And yeah, you know he's put his hand up to coach the joint because of how much he loves the club and he wants to see them do well, but. Yeah, um, how do you get unity and solidarity? I don't know, but I think, like like we were saying, heads need a roll up top, and, and they need a they need a. They've done so many reviews, <laughs> and and countless meetings and reviews and stuff leaked to the media, but um, they need to make some hard hard decisions and and yeah, make some make some good decisions for a change, but it's. It's a steep hill they've got to climb because they're, they're right at the bottom of it. Yeah, and this is what's confusing to me. They've got this um, this review being done by an outside party, yet they're making, like, they extend the chairman. They're talking about building a new stadium, all the stuff that they probably shouldn't be doing until the review's finished. Yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. It, it makes no sense to me, but that, it shows the mess they are. But, yeah, last last tigers thing i promise um they've apparently told alex twelve that they've changed their mind and they would like to keep him so that goes back to the mess that is you know they don't know if they're up or down but um hopefully alex twelve maybe tells them to stick it and go somewhere else i don't know um i don't know what the situation will be there but no doubt we'll talk about that once we get a decision richie yeah well that's that's one thing i think that would be the right move if if they want him to stay because I tell you he he is not their problem no yeah um and then um an interesting one um you i, I put this in here because i knew you might be tickled by it um the uh, the panthers were presented with a personalized wwe belt um from the wwe um for winning their um third grand final in a row um i don't know if you know but um wwe actually have um belts based on all the NFL teams um, that you can buy um, where it's got like the team's logo, except for the Jacksonville Jaguars because they're owned by a competitor in the wrestling business mm. and they didn't want to sell it or whatever. But um, I saw like a video on Instagram with um, an Australian wrestler from WWE who's apparently a Roosters fan announcing the the award or uh, the belt. Um, it was a bit of a laugh. Um, I know, I don't know if it's still up, but I know um, the Warriors have a belt in their um, training room that they were given um, when I think it was Seamus. Seamus, yeah. Big Warriors over. fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what's your thoughts on uh, the Panthers getting a personalized uh, WWE belt? It, it is a thing in America. You see it all the like NFL and all that when someone wins the Super Bowl and that they yeah. usually have a, a WWE belt to wear. Yeah, it is. It's a bit of a laugh, isn't it? Um, uh, they're so successful now that they're getting WWE belts. <laughs> Good yeah. on them. Um, and Simon said the Jaguars are useless. I can't even throw my um, 
my stones there because my uh, my mighty New York Giants are um, the laughing stock of the league yeah, right now. Not so mighty. Um, would be uh, it's off topic, and I know you guys love it. But um, the game this week, Richie, my Giants finally scored a touchdown in the first half for the first time this year. So yeah, wonderful. It's going great, <laughs> going great there. Sorry, completely off topic. Um, now, next bit of news: um, James Roby um, has announced his retirement in the Super League. Um, it's been around forever. Um, I've got some of his stats here, though. He played 551 games for St. Helens. Um, that included six premierships, four Challenge Cups. Um, he was a Man of Steel winner, and he had two World Cup Challenge wins and 38 international caps. So, um, a well and uh, a storied career there, and um, well deserving of retirement. Um, you got any any memories of James Roby? Um, pretty well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, class player and the stats you you just listed off are pretty damn impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if uh, he's a Super League version of of an immortal, really in the NRL. I mean, if they were get, if Super League had immortals. Um, He'd for sure be one of them, but yeah, he can kick his feet up well and enjoy a well-earned retirement because um, he's he's been fantastic in Super League and international stage. So um, yeah, sorry to see the back of him, but he's yeah he can um, he can look back on a pretty cr- fantastic career. Yeah, and um, I know he he has said um, he is interested in staying in league in some capacity. I'm not sure if that means he'll he'll stick around St. Helens and potentially move into a, a mentor or coaching role or not. But mm. I'm sure he's going to take some time um, to figure out what he really wants to do first. You know, spending pretty much the majority of his life playing professional football, um, you got to take a break and figure out what else you want to do. So yeah. wish him nothing but the best. Um, and we'll go on to another retirement announcement that was actually pretty recent. I think it was last night. Um, Braden Willamy um, from the Warriors and so many other clubs, as he said in his farewell, but he announced that he's hanging up the boots as well. Um, 14 years um, playing professional league. Um, as I said, he's been everywhere, so I didn't have a list of every club he played for because he he's, it felt like he played for all of them, Richie. But um, yeah, I had high hopes. Uh, well, I had no hopes when they announced that they, the Warriors had signed him. And then after seeing him in the trial, I kind of like when I think he could be a, a big deal helping us out in that problematic center area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had some injuries. And then when he did recover from the injuries, he never really had a chance to get back in um, once the centers were kind of locked. Um, so probably not the way he would have wanted to hang it up. But um, and we don't know if this was his decision or if he got a tap on the shoulder. We're not sure. But um yeah, again, wish him nothing but the best um, in whatever he plans on doing. It sounds like he's kind of got an idea of what he's doing, but he hasn't announced it yet. He's just said he's excited for what's to come. Um, but what's your take on, on Braden uh, leaving? Um, yeah, it's I, I feel for him um, because, yeah, like you say, after the trial and, and early in the season, he looked like he was going to be a bit of a um, – a little bit of a hidden gem we uncovered, but mm. um, not to be the injury struck and and he never really made his way back. He was always you know not quite there. So um, 
I feel for him in that sense, not being able to go out uh, on his own terms playing. But, um, yeah, good on him if he's got something good lined up for after his career. I hope he does and wish him all the best. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll obviously cover it if we if we hear any more. Uh, next bit of news that came out of Warriors camp, um, apparently the Warriors have told Josh Curran that he has permission to leave the club if he finds a team that wants to sign him. And apparently there's already two New South Wales teams interested. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a hot topic. If you go on social media with Warriors fans, because obviously Josh Curran is, um, you know, he's got kind of got that cult status um, with the fan base. Everyone loves him. Um, we were talking before we went on here. Um, I don't want to see him go, but I can understand the decision. Um, he obviously is a player that thinks and probably most likely deserves to be a starter in the NRL. And um, at the moment, he he lost his spot to Jackson Ford and was never really able to get it back. And probably um, for what he's getting paid, um, maybe they've decided that they can get more out of Ford for less and made that decision it's it's a business after all and you gotta you gotta balance that salary cap so um sad to see him go but i do understand the decision um but yeah what's your take on on old curran yeah it's i love josh <laughs> i've always rated him ever since he's been with us so yeah i i took that news pretty hard um I don't think this would have happened on Nathan Brown's watch, so um, bring back Nathan Brown. Um, I joke, but, um, yeah, it's uh, – you understand because he's he's a great player and probably would get more game time elsewhere. So it's the business, like you say. But, yeah, I'll be, I'll be pretty cut up when he, when he announces uh, wherever he's going if that is to happen, so – yeah, and uh, Jacko's mentioned he said letting Curran go is a bit strange, but I think it was maybe his decision to look elsewhere. Yeah, that's kind of, there's been like a low rumbling rumor all this year, basically, that he wasn't that comfortable being a bench player and wanted to kind of leave and go and be a first grader, a starting first grader elsewhere. So um, I think it was probably, uh, um, there was probably a discussion um, and, you know, they basically said, if someone else can guarantee you a start elsewhere, you know, go for it. But yeah, yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll be talking about um, where he's going um, once it's announced. If it happens, we don't know. It might be all smoke and mirrors, and then he's playing for us next year. We mm. never know. Um, but speaking of strange uh, signings, potentially, there was also some late news today that um, it was um, Rue from Rue and Hammer that actually flipped it to us. But um, Walker Blake is a Apparently rumoured to be getting thrown a lifeline contract by either the Cowboys or the Warriors. Um, I probably would expect it to be the Cowboys because as we were talking again before we went on here, I don't see why the Warriors would pick up Walker Blake um, when you look at the outside backs and centres they're going to have next year. Um, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, and I feel there's probably other players that could fit his role. Um, yep. If you had to go outside of the club and get them that you could get. Fingers crossed it's the Cowboys, eh? Uh, <laughs> go go be Peter Hickey replacement. Um, yeah, I don't 
I think it'd be a wasted signing if if we were to um, look at investing in him. So, yeah, um, and, uh, surely Jack- that's not the case. Let's hopefully it's Cowboys. Yeah, and uh, Jacko saying yeah, it can't be. We it must be fake news. Um, yeah, yeah I, I it doesn't feel like a signing that Webby would do, but um, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm expecting it to be the Cowboys. Um, He's not needed at the Warriors. And um, before we get into the signing news, I um, just want to talk about um, we're actually joining Raw and Hammer um, tomorrow night. I think it's 9 p.m. New Zealand time um, to discuss our preseason predictions that we made on their show. Um, as you're about to see, um, we were not that great in that department, but it should still be um, a great show. So um, tune in to Raw and Hammer on their YouTube channel, 9 p.m. New Zealand time tomorrow if you want to come listen to us talk again get that get that plug in while uh while paul's not here yeah exactly while paul's yeah. not here we'll, we'll talk about the others um <laughs> so signings there were a few um i'll just rattle them off um we got the sharks to re-sign cade dykes until 2025 and um Maweni hiroti and Jaden burrow until the end of 2024 the dolphins have extended jermaine osako until the end of 2026 it's a good one um Bailey Surinan from the Warriors has signed a two-year deal with the Catalan Dragons. Um, the Tigers have re-signed Stafford Toa until the end of 2026. The Eels have signed Seagull Kalma Talangi on a two-year deal. And then Leeds have signed Paul Mamoroski on a two-year deal. Um, I don't see anything that I scratch my head there, Richie. Uh, I think it's great to see Bailey um, not only sign a, a, a deal, but sign a deal with a decent Super League team as well. Yep. It's not like yep. he's going to one of the bottom feeders. So um, great to see that. And, yeah, um, you know, easiest decision I think the Dolphins have had to make re-signing um, Isako. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. Um, let's hope he keeps that form up. And let's hope he brings that form over to the international stage because, um, yeah, being back with Wayne Bennett, he's, he's killed it. Yeah, exactly. Um, anything else you want to add into that before we move on? No, not really. You summed it up, mate. I'm happy for Bailey Siren, and I think he'll go well over there. Sad to see him go, actually, because he, he turned me around. I wasn't always the biggest mm. fan when he first got here, but I thought he was really good this year. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I th- wish I more than that. Yeah, He did. Um, and then injuries, there weren't really any new injuries. Uh, there's a few niggles in the internationals, but nothing major that we hadn't already talked about. Um, interesting, no one in the naughty boy corner due to no games being played. Um, so we may as well jump straight into our predictions. This should be funny. Um, so I believe we did nine predictions, um, at the start of the year, um, for anyone that wasn't watching back then. Um, and then I kind of kept them in my little notepad that I've got with all our picks. And then I sat there for a few hours um, off and on every day this week, making all these slides to show how bad we were. So um, the first one, Richie, we had our predictions for the leading try scorer. If I can bring this picture up, you can see it. Um, as you can see, there's big X's because we got it wrong. Um, so I picked I picked Ronaldo Molotalo and you picked, who'd you pick? Alex Johnston. Hey, what's most importantly... Who got more tries this year? Because this could, turned it into a me versus you. Because we both got it wrong. Um, I think you still got it, right? I think, I think. Oh, That's I'm why I asked check. the question. 
Yeah, I'm just going to check it because Mulatalo still got up there, mate. He, he was, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, nah, I got, I bet you. Ah! Oh. got 21 tries. Alex Johnson got 21 tries. So I, we, no, it's a tie. Okay. It's a tie. Okay. It's there you go. Fine. We're equally Fine. as crap. Yeah. Um, so yeah, both got that wrong because Jermaine Osako was the leading try scorer. Um, next one was leading point scorer. Um, so I went with Nico <laughs> Hines. And uh, who did you go for, Matt? Val Holmes. Val Holmes. And obviously Jermaine Osako got this one. So um, who got who got more? Go on. Oh, man. You're, you're making me bring up. If <laughs> I'll you're going to ask me this. I'm doing so much here, Matt. You know, um, points. Nico Hines got 187. 187? Yeah, and Valentine yeah. Holmes got 170. Oh. So I bet you on that one again, mate. Brad, Brad 1 0. No. no, the last one was a tie. I'd take it, though. Um, one, no, 1 0. Um, next one was the minor premiers, mate. Uh, <laughs> hey, I you put, finished, Sharks finished higher on the letters. <laughs> yeah. I picked the Sharks. Yeah. Um, and you picked the Roosters. And obviously yeah. the Panthers um, got this. So if everyone's well, taking scores at home, we're zero and three. I think, yeah. And then me versus Brad, I think Sharks finished higher, but Roosters went deeper into the comp. Yeah. No, it's, 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 no it's regular season, minor premium. Yeah. So there you go. Another one for you. Um, next one um, is signing of the year. Now, this is a bit of a spoiler because there's no official signing of the year. So I've actually had to put our signing of the year winners here, which you can see are different because me and Richard are different people. But I picked Brandon Smith. Um, and who'd you pick? Api Corusel. Api Corusel. Um, and yeah, I spoilers for later on. I picked Andrew Webster as my signing of the year. And who'd you pick for your signing of the year? Reese Walsh. I, I didn't know we were going to dabble into the coaching realm there, but that's a good I, one. I couldn't pick Reese. I, I yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, so yeah, we're another shocker for us there. Next one, <laughs> wooden spoon. <laughs> Um, I felt like I was closer. You were you, closer. You definitely were. Shock horror. I went dragons. Um, probably spoilers for who I'm picking next year as well. Um, and who did you pick? I went dolphins. So I feel like I massively, uh, I massively underrated the dolphins. Uh, they they yeah. they exceeded my expectations by a lot. Yeah, and um, Jacko commented saying Uppy was great in a losing team though. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah. He, yep. he, he was great, but fortunately not enough. Uh, next one, our grand final matchup. Another one we got wrong, mate. I oh, picked Sharks versus Roosters, and you picked? Roosters, Rabbitohs. The, the, uh, I went for the grudge match. Yeah. We were both and way off. We were miles off. Um, <laughs> yeah, we would have been closer if we said um, Warriors Storm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would have been closer, but obviously it was Panthers Broncos. So, um, yep. Uh, I got really into, um, looking at these red crosses, Matt, doing all these slides. Um, there's a lot of some them. more. We've got some more Deli M. Um, I picked Nico Hines to go back to back. Um, I honestly on Deli M night, I thought it was going to happen. I thought maybe that he was still getting points. He was wasn't like, uh, far off. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to get it. I'm not going to be happy because SJ doesn't get it. But, um, I tell you, you I tell you who was far off, Mitch Moses. 
Um, <laughs> I was trying to be a bit cute there. I thought Parameta would do a lot better than what they did. So interesting yeah, that we both. Um, I'll take the big both, fat. I'll take the big fat L there, mate. We both picked flat track bullies to be the Dell M. Um, we did, which kind of helps. Um, flat track bullies generally um, get a lot of points, and yeah, yeah. obviously, Kalen uh, Ponga got this one. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll have a, another loss. <laughs> But we've got some good news, Richie. There's only two slides left, and I know the next one we get a tick. Oh, thank goodness. Finally. The only – spoilers, the only prediction we got right. Um, first coach to be fired. Um, we both picked uh, Anthony Griffin, who who was. Um, it, it kind of feels like cheating. It felt like he was only going to – he was going to be the only option, I, I felt. Mm. Um, although, you know, we could have had it on the bingo card that um, the Titans were going to sack their coach as well. But, um, yeah, well done. Well done, us. We finally got a prediction right. Um, and then the last one is our top eight. And as I told uh, you, Richie, before we went on air, if we had copied and pasted our top eight predictions from 2022, we would have got more right than what we did for 2023 because we were thinking ahead. Um, so you can see there are ticks on there. Um, so what I did last year was you got a tick if you picked a top eight team correctly. You got an X if you picked a team that didn't make it. And then you got a gold star if you picked a team in the right spot on the ladder. Now, Richie, you actually managed that last year with yeah. one team. Um, so, yeah, I'll go through my top eight. Then you go through yours and then we'll go through the actual. So I had Sharks first. Um, who made the eight, but not in that position. Roosters, who made the eight, but not in that position. The Panthers, who made the eight. Then I picked the Rabbits, who didn't make the eight. Then I picked the Storm, who made the eight. So I picked four in the out of the eight that were right. Then mm. Cowboys, Eels, Bulldogs, who all didn't make the eight. And then, then you're eight, man. I went Roosters to finish first. Made the eight, only just. Mm. So uh, Rabbitohs second. Wow. Big fat mm. L there. They they missed the eight. Panthers in third. Obviously, they finished minor premiers. Sharks fourth. Storm fifth. Should have swapped them around. Mm. Um, still wouldn't have been on the money, but it would have been closer. Cowboys, Eels, Bulldogs. Same uh, six, seven, eight that you picked. We both made the um, the massive mistake of not picking a grand final team mm. in the eight. We we both missed the Broncos. Yep. Both missed the Warriors. Both missed the Warriors. Um, yeah, but who would have seen that coming? Um, yeah, and uh, Simon said he thought um, that he told us to pick the Broncos. Yeah, he, he said, I remember early on he, in our prediction show, he said Broncos would make it. Yeah, and Jacko and, um, both picked doggies. Jack why? This this is why, uh, Simon and Jacko, we, you're, you're smarter than both of us. We we believe the hype of uh, the greatest coach that ever lived in Cameron Seraldo. And I, um, I bought every little bit of what yeah. Gus Gould was selling. Uh, yeah, uh, he he sold us up the river. Um, yeah. Interesting. We actually picked the same eight, just in different spots. Yeah. Um. So we were pretty confident. Um. With the eight teams that would make it. Um. And yeah, we were fifty fifty. And then yeah, obviously the final ladder it was Panthers. Broncos, Storm, Warriors in the top four, then Knights, Sharks, Roosters, Raiders um, in the bottom. I'm going to um, study every little bit, every little f stat available to me next year. I, I yeah, want to improve on this. 
Yeah, 2024's prediction show, we're going to be a lot more um, accurate, I believe. I'm going to probably try to take personal bias out. Um, I, I might have to pick another team to be Wooden Spoon instead of the Dragons. Um, we'll see. But, yeah, so that is all um, all the predictions we did, and we were absolutely shocking. Um, so we'll go into questions before we go into the awards. Um, there weren't really any questions from anyone there. You didn't even send me your questions. So I'll give you, you one. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to give uh, me one off the fly. We'll, we'll yeah. go with yours first. This is then, completely off the dome. Um, it's an easy one, though, Brad. Um, now that the dust has settled on the 2023 season, um, where do you see the Warriors finishing 2024? Higher, lower, same? We, we finished fourth. I think anywhere between fourth and sixth. Well, that narrows it down. So same same to slightly lower? Yeah. Yeah? Um, yeah, I still think Broncos, Panthers will be up there, and I think Storm maybe will stick around, but I think one of those other teams, like Rabbits, Roosters, one of those teams will get a kick up show the ass improvement. And, yeah. and show improvement. Um, top four is obviously the goal that I want to see. Um, if not higher, you know, but um, realistically I, speaking, I, I think, yeah. yeah, um, in a comfortable spot on the ladder, I think Still there's good. other teams as well, um, with great rosters that uh, will show improvement as well, yeah. Well, if they get a bit more of a, a good shake injury wise, or, or you know, take the lessons from this year, like the Cowboys, for instance, um, yeah. they're one I think could. They should be a top eight team. Yeah, so yeah, hopefully, and, um, hopefully they end up signing Wonga Blake and they fail again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jacko said Warriors' position will depend on signing another top-notch prop. Yeah, and um, that's another reason why I'm not that upset about Curran leaving. If we can use Curran's money to get another prop into the squad, um, mm. I'll be happy. If if it ends up Curran goes and Walker Blake comes in in his place, then it's a different story. You not see um, Roger Tuivasa-Shek improving us? Um, yeah, it, it goes down to that forward pack, though. I personally, if it was me, and um, Webby still doesn't return my calls, but I would be making Tohu a prop from next year, um, bringing someone else into that lock spot, just because there isn't another you know, decent prop He's one um, of the best locks in the comp this year. I know, but he's he's fallen apart, man. So, you know, you've got to make him a prop where he's going to get more. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
eaten better than breakfast. Yeah, the, the attrition's <laughs> all the same. I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm still hoping that we get an announcement that they've managed to to land Saifiti um, mm. or something like that. Um, I know Saifiti's already um, best friends with Barney. So, yep. you know, Mitch Barnett can go, come on, mate, it's not that bad over here. Um, but we'll see. And uh, Simon said um, he has the Dolphins make the playoffs next year with the Broncos to make the rivalry in Brisbane stronger. Yeah. Yeah, I think Dolphins, Dolphins have got some good talent coming in too. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of teams that can improve, which will make it a bit tougher. But you know, if you want to win the whole thing, you've got to beat everyone, really. Um, unless you're the Panthers who lose to the Tigers, but they're still lacking a little bit in the halves, though. Hey, eh? the Dolphins, I think if they got Katoa's coming yeah. up, but if they if they had a real good solid seven, I sure know Sullivan's good, but someone a bit hot in the next tier up from that, yeah, that would really help them. Yeah, um, my question to you, mate, before we move on. Um, thinking ahead to 2024, which coach do you believe is most at risk of losing their job? Had to ask you this because it's the yep. only one we seem to be correct yeah. about. Yeah, well, it's a tough one uh, heading into 2024, Brad, because you look at, you think uh, if a coach is under pressure of losing their job, it's going to come from a team near the foot of the table. Um, the Dragons this year but they've just got Shane Flanagan. So they've yeah. got a new coach who's a good coach. So it's not going to be him. Gonna him. No. I don't see the Tigers getting rid of Benji when it's his first year as a f- head coach on his own. Seraldo's yeah. um, only just had one year, and he's got Critter coming in, which should improve their roster a bit. So you'd think he'd get at least another year. Yeah, it's it's a tough you just, one. You're naming every coach. Just, yeah, just because like all, all all of the bottom teams have either new coaches or people I don't believe are at risk. Mm. I think if I think if the Rabbitohs have another year where they're really, you know, below yeah. where they should be, Demetrio. I know they've just resigned him, but yes, but it doesn't really mean anything. Does do, it? do you think they're going to take another year of missing the eight if that pans out? It's a big if because they could turn it around and finish top four. Mm. It's, it's a tough one. I don't see I don't see many coaches on the chopping block immediately in 2024. What about you? Yeah, I am actually that answer too. I don't think any coach is going to lose their job, but most at risk. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna be bold here, man, and say uh Trent Robinson. Oh, that's not a bad shadow. Well he's been there that long. He's had, he won't like he's, he's not going to get sacked, but I think in terms of people, he's probably the most at risk. Or oh, yeah, that's actually Jack Coe just made a good point. Hayton needs result. Yeah. Toddy, Toddy could be at risk too. Um, but Trent Robinson, you know, the Roosters they squeaked into the eight. Mm. Um, if they are bad again next year, um, they'll start looking at him, eh? There'll be pressure on him going, maybe he's been here. They'll do the Gould thing when Gould sacked Cleary the first time, saying he's just tired. Mm. Trent's just tired and needs a break. Um, what about old? Uh, what about Arthur at the Eels? He's another one that's been there a long time. Yeah. and and his, I mean, they've made the finals pretty much every year he's there, but they they didn't this year. Another yeah. poor year from them, and he 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 could be another one. Another poor year could be them too. So yeah, we're we're cheating here. We're just saying all the coaches. I feel like the only coaches that are safe are Cleary and Webby, <laughs> but. 
um, yeah. Yeah, great, great way to um, answer a question by not answering it. Um, well, that's a standoff at its best. You stitched me up with a tough one there, Brent. <laughs> I at least gave you time to prepare, mate. I sent you oh, yeah. that on like Monday. I was testing um, how good you are. Yeah. Um, so that is it for the questions. We kind of answered all your guys' ones as they came through. So we'll go into awards, mate. Um, cool. So we've got, I think there's 15 or 16 because we had um, Paul kind of threw us under the bus last week by saying let's do a, a viewers one. Um, we didn't get a lot of nominations. Um, we actually only got two. So I've split that into um, two award winners for the viewer. Um, but we our first one was biggest surprise. Um, if I can bring it up. So um, my biggest surprise was the Roosters' decline. Um, you know, we kind of, uh, you predicted them to go all the way, and um, I expected them to be in the grand final. So um, to just squeak it to the eight was uh, a massive prediction I never would have got. Mm. What was your what was your winner, Matt? Warriors' top four finish. Um, we both had them outside the eight. I would have been over the moon at the start of the year if you told me they were going to make top eight. Uh, top four was well beyond what I, I was expecting and was hoping for. So the most pleasant surprise I could have asked for. Yeah. Apart from winning yeah. a grand final, but which didn't yeah, happen. So. Definitely. And then um, our next award is the Rookie of the Year. Um, I went with um, Jareen Buller. And uh, I just thought he was great in a, in a team that was rubbish. Um, yeah. And who did you go with? I just cheated and went with the person that got Rookie of the Year, Sunia yep. Taruva. But he was fantastic. Um, I, I think he got targeted a lot this year by pretty much every team they came up against. People don't yep. like kicking to Brian Tuttle because they know the, the run meters on returns he brings. Everyone was kicking to Taruva. Didn't drop... Didn't drop the ball. Safe as houses under the high ball. Um, pretty much made every post a winner. Scored tries. He was he was really great. Yeah, and uh, Jacko mentioned um, the Waz rise was by far the biggest surprise. He's still not sure if it actually happened. Yeah, um, I just didn't want us to always pick the same person, you know. So I, I, I try to look at other teams as well. But um, next one we had was biggest blunder, which we actually both agreed on. Um, the refs missing Walsh's forward pass. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how it was missed. Um, yeah, I, I'm not throwing in the whole, you know, it cost the Warriors the game or whatever, just on the call alone. Um, and I'm going to it's really hard to get a good picture of it, as you can see there. Um, it's a oh, bit that, looks, that looks forward to me on the picture. It does still look forward, yes. It um, looks a mile forward. But, um, yeah, it was one we, we both agreed on here. Um, anything you want to add about the, the blunder of a pass there? No, it was garbage. It actually hurts that we're bringing it back up. <laughs> yeah. Um, next one is a haircut. Oh, we, there, um, could only, there could only be haircut. one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we went with DWZ. Um, that hair is just uh, amazing. Um, Glorious. Yeah, not much more I can really say about it, mate. Um, and Jacko said the biggest blunder was Walsh walking, not covering um, the hole when Cleary scores. Wing. You can't call that a blunder because Walsh doesn't know how to defend. It's that's a standard, um, that's yeah. a standard defense. That's a standard defense. 
Um, it's more, I guess, a blunder of how a fullback can get into the professional league and not know how to tackle. But it, it is what it is. Um, next one, we're, we're disagreeing here. Um, worst haircut. I went with Adam Fanua Blake for his Mohican cut that he had at the beginning of the year, where there was only like he was completely bald except for like a little one inch circle around the top of the head um, with a ponytail. <laughs> I quite um, liked that. You, I'm sure you would. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't like it. Um, but who'd you go with? Uh, I went Viliami Kikau for his big blonde racing stripe up the middle of his head. Second year uh, in a row, you've picked him, mate. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. It you offends me. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> hope he cuts it yeah i don't if he's had it two years in a row i don't think it's going away mate yeah um yeah but um next one was the sign of the year which we already spoke about um i went with andrew webster and you went with reese walsh so um i'll go first webster you know we we've got it recorded you can go back on youtube and see when the news of webster getting signed um was announced we discussed it on the show um I, I was very hesitant about it, um, and I wasn't sure. Like, at the time when he was announced, the Warriors were a mess, right? Um, mm. They were, you know, bad on the field, looked like a mess off, off the field, and it was like, can a rookie coach come in and actually survive um, swimming in there with um, what a mess it was? And then I heard him um, on This Warrior's Life, Ruin Hammer, um, uh, sends all those places when he actually got the job and he was talking um, to people and he won me over in those interviews. I was like, I don't know how good they're going to go in 2023, but he knows, it sounds like he knows what he's doing. So he can make them better um, in time. I didn't expect what happened straight away, obviously, but um, yeah, I think if we were still with Nathan Brown, um, I think it would have been another sad um, season of the standoff for us. Yeah. Big time, um, but yeah, you picked Walshy Boy, so um, yeah, um, take away his defense. I think his team has defended amazingly. You look statistically, they I think were they second best for the year behind Panthers? I think they were, yeah, um, yeah, his, his team covered him, covered his back very well in that area, and what he brought attacking wise to them, um, pretty much changed them, um made them way more threatening and the results spoke for themselves. He didn't carry that all the way to the grand final, which I was pretty happy about. Yeah. But um, yeah, look at what he's done throughout the season and then in the origin arena as well, where he, he, he shone there. So yeah, I think, yeah. I think he, he was definitely, I, I, I can see Webster. I didn't know you're going to pick him, and I, I think, mate, if we were going coaches, I agree with you completely. But looking at players, I think Reese Boyles was right up there. Yeah, he was fantastic this year. Um, next one, um, I've actually included Walsh in the next one. Spoilers, um, hits of the year. Um, so I went with uh, Joseph Tuppany, um, wiping the floor of the Walshy baby. Um, and who did you go with? I went for Haumole Olokowatu on Justin Olam. Um, the one I enjoyed the most was probably the one you picked, <laughs> although it was a uh, big forward whacking a, a little fullback who was injured. Um, but it was exactly. was exactly very enjoyable. 
Olukwatu hitting Olam, who's just normally a block of granite. Um, yeah. I haven't seen too many people wipe out Olam like that. So it was, um, yeah, I felt that one. It was it was a good one. He didn't miss. Yeah, uh, a big forward um, hitting a hitting a little back um, that's hurt and not really looking um, oh. is hundred percent the reason why I picked it. And um, it was and the fact that it was Walsh as well made it made it better. Yeah. Next up, we've got try um, of the year. Um, we didn't agree on this one either. I went with Dominic Young versus the Dragons um, for him defying gravity. Um, it's so amazing. It's very hard to get into my little picture there. Um, but there was no way he should have been able to score that try. Um, mm. And there were, there were quite a few. You could say the same with uh, Dallin. Yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, I went, I went with Dom Young. Um, and who did you go with? Yeah, you can have your, your flash acrobatic one, Brad. I I picked Sean Johnson versus the Titans. Um, the one where he palmed off for feeder, passed out to Dallin's wing, who drew in three people and, and got around the back offload behind three people back to mm. Sean Johnson, who scores a very biased pick, but hey, this is my pick. I don't care. Um, Mate, that wasn't even Sean's best try of the year, even. Maybe not, but... Mate, it goes by the values that I love. A good, uh, a, a good offload. You, I'm surprised you didn't pick it, Brad. You're normally the one that loves offloads, but the the best the best Warriors try of the year for me is Sean's intercept against the Raiders from kickoff. That one it came out of nowhere. Um, that, that's an interesting pick. I thought the, for sure maybe Dallin's one against the Raiders as well. Re- plucked it out of mid-air when it looked like it was going over the sideline and he managed to keep it in. Mate, scoring scoring off a, a kickoff is pretty impressive, especially if you're not the one receiving. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, Jacko's mentioned Olam's off the Super League with Sam Burgess, question mark. Yeah, I've heard that he, he's um, he's potentially going to Super League. Um, I didn't know it was with Warrington, but um, the storm, storm are over, over him for some reason. Um, so, yeah. Um, once we've got an official announcement, we'll probably talk about it in the next few weeks. Um, next bit was um, a hard one, this one. Uh, personality of the year. Um, we were talking about it when we were trying to pick our award winners, going like, yeah. who, the hell, who the hell would you pick? It looks um, like we've we've gone the polarizing route. Yeah, which still counts. It, it doesn't does. Have to be a, it doesn't have to be a good personality, but um, yeah. I've gone with Jerome Lawai. Um you know, he, he rubs everyone the wrong way. Um, Old daddy. Telling, telling everyone to, you know, calm down. You've got work tomorrow. <laughs> All that stuff. Acting like he won the grand final when his team didn't actually improve until he went off the field injured. Um, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. It, it was still there. Um, if I didn't dislike him so much, I'd probably be entertained more by it. But it's still... you. The, the NRL would be boring if you didn't have characters. So mm. love him or hate him. He's still a character. So I've gone with Jerome. And um, who would you go with? <laughs> yeah, very with similar, him. mate. The the bloke who was having fisty cuffs with him and headbutting him in origin, Reese Walsh. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he's just one of those personalities where everyone wants a piece of him this year. He's, his star has risen massively. If you ask Peter Volandis, he's got a Justin Bieber-like presence and charisma, uh, which makes me laugh even more. He acts like a flog sometimes. With the um, Look at the most recent uh, I'll Take Your Mum's Head um, as an example. But 
yeah, he's he's got personality. Not always good. A lot of the times, it's 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 wrong. But he's young, and he is undoubtedly a star. So, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, Jacko said, Luai actually does some tremendous work with youth and Penrith. He is an yep. enigma. Yeah, there is a lot of um, good things he does as well. Um, he's massive in that community. He, he yeah. does heaps of good community work. So and um he's a talented player as well. Um, but you know, it was very hard to I think last year I picked Ricky. <laughs> so <laughs> I went with Ricky Stewart, um, which he was gonna be a, a, another one um with a couple of his presses this year. But um next one, we both agreed most improved team. Um we both went with the war the Warriors. Um kind of hard not to. Yeah. Um going from second to last to top four. Um yeah, going one game away from a grand final. Mm. Um, no one really predicted that. And I think I think last year we had the Warriors as the team that needed to improve. I think that is an award we've got later on. Well, they um, did that. And so, yeah, we, we took that one off in our predictions, Matt. So, um, yeah, most improved. Hopefully it's only the beginning. Um, most improved player, both agreed again, went to SJ. Um, you know, going from all the talk on maybe should hang up the boots. Um, some people who we're going to talk to tomorrow that said that he wouldn't even finish the year in first grade. Um, I don't think he's watching at the moment, so I can stick it in there. Um, to, you know, people talking about him being robbed at the Dally M's and being the RLPA player of the year. So yeah. there's really no one else you could say improved um, more than SJ, in my opinion. Um, but anything else you want to add about, about the Prince of Penrose? Just how happy I am that it, he had that year. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't be happier he had that year. After the couple of years he's had, um, you could tell COVID period was tough on him. Last year was tough on him. Um, yeah, he. I think he deserved a lot better than that. He, he's definitely a lot better player than what he showed leading up to this year. So I think he yeah. showed his true colours this year and how far he's come as a player and – how much he's thrived under Webby. So, yeah, more of the same next year, please, Shawnee. Yeah. Love yeah, to see it again. See more of the same. We don't want yeah. to see it go backwards. Um, so uh, next one, biggest room for improvement. So, yeah, this is the one where we both agreed on the Warriors last year. Um, so I went with the Tigers. Um, kind of simple, you know, they, they said last year, you know, the only way is up from here, but they were wrong because a new team came in and they went <laughs> one step down. But they are now officially at the very bottom. Yeah. So the only way is up. You know, they can't. Surely. Um, I know there's that cliche, and it, it may be true, but they always say, you know, every team in the NRL comes into a season saying we're going to win it. You know, mm. they're not. No one's looking at we need to hit the eight. I think the Tigers realistically just have to go in and go, we don't want to win the spoon again. Mm, yeah, that should be their only goal. You know, if they manage to shock everybody and go all the way to the grand final, which I don't think is even remotely possible, um, great. But they can't win another wooden spoon. They they no. have they have to um, get off that. So that's why I picked them. But who would you pick? Well, I didn't go the obvious route of picking the wooden spoon team as the biggest improvement. <laughs> Actually, I went Bulldogs. But I think you could throw Tigers, Bulldogs, Dragons all in that same basket. Splitting hairs. All, all three were terrible. I think I expected more out of the Bulldogs 
with the coaching well, change and and we picked, some of the we both picked them in the eight, mate. Exactly, and yeah, we 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 were sold on that, <laughs> but obviously, I think in in hindsight, they still need time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that they they underperformed for what I expect for them, obviously. So I, I went with them. Yep. Um, story of the year. So we uh, we picked different here. I went with the Up the Waz movement. Um, love it or hate it, um, Up the Waz is here to stay. Um, it's um, just, you know, it was something that you heard every now and then and it went global. Um, mm. You know, people over watching the Rugby World Cup are doing up the wires. NBA coaches at the um, Basketball World Cup are saying up the wires and probably don't even know who the hell the wires are. Um, and just, it's probably not just the up the wires, more the momentum of the fan base. I think oh, we yeah. saw from um, the Warriors was probably the story. You know, this is a Rugby Union World Cup year. And you were hearing more about the Warriors than you were about the All Blacks, um, mm. which doesn't happen in this country. Um, so, yeah, it was more that just, um, you know, the bandwagon falling to the broom and, um, yeah, just a great story. Um, and, yeah, hopefully everyone sticks around if it gets a bit rocky next year. Um, but, um, yeah, your story. Um, dolphins. First season entering the comp with a bang, starting off with a winning streak. I picked them forward and spoon. I didn't think their roster had the depth. Yep. It didn't have the depth yep. to sustain. It obviously, yeah. it didn't have the depth to sustain it. But um, what they did coming in, I don't think anybody had tipped them to go as well as they did initially. Um, and just to come in and, and immediately forge a DNA of of a tough gritty team who might not have all the talent of some of the other teams but they fought tooth and nail for everything and came up with some really great wins so i, th I thought that was um for their first year i was really happy that they came in and actually had a bit of success and they weren't just cannon fodder right off the bat yeah or well, most people pick them um if not wooden spoon to be uh, you know bottom four but they ended up 13th um mm which I think was great for the year they had and some of the injuries they had as well. You know, they lost yeah. some key figures. So, yeah, um, great story for them as well. And, um, yeah, another team you probably expect to um, be a, a finals contender um, next year with, um, you know, like Farmworth, Flegler, a few others that they got coming in. they got some good players coming yeah. in. Um, but then so did the Bulldogs. So, See, hopefully, we, uh, Bennett probably knows a little bit more than Serraldo, but um, time will tell. Um, then uh, team of the year, um, we both agreed on this one, Penny Panthers. Mm. Um, kind of hard to look past them. Um, I oh, even yeah. picked the I, I picked the wrong picture. I thought I got this year's premiership, but I see um, Kakao's in the background there and Tyrone <laughs> May. So I picked the wrong picture for my slide. I apologize, everyone. But um, that's all right. It's it's just one big three year period of the yeah. same thing, really. Come grand final time, rinse and repeat this picture. They do it every year. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was hard to go past them um hitting the three peat. Um and you know, yeah, been a fantastic year for them. Hopefully, um it's not a four peat um if the Warriors are in contention. Um if it's uh 
Panthers, Broncos again, I, I'll be happy to see a four-peat probably. Yeah, yeah, okay. same. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, anything else you want to add that we haven't already said bloody hell all year about this team? We've been saying it all year, man. I I, I thought they would decline a little losing Kikau and Coruscant. Um And then you see them lose in preseason to St. Helens and then drop round one against Brisbane. And then a few rounds in, lose to the Tigers. Yeah. Um, I think ever since that point, they've been virtually unstoppable. Um, yeah, they, amazing. Yeah, they did. They did lose more games this year than the year before. But you know, you think back twenty twenty two, they basically had the minor premiership sewn up like a month. Yeah. Um, before the season ended, yeah, it was still in contention in the final round. But yeah, class and that that comeback in the final. Um, oh yeah, what a way to do it. Yeah. So um, well done, Penny Panthers. And then I think the last award of us is Player of the Year. We both agreed. Um, SJ, um, basically what we everything we said about most improved. Um, our LPA Player of the Year, um, just fantastic. And, yeah, very happy to, to see him um, finally, uh, finally have a, a, a really good year after a long time of, um, you know, injuries and downfall. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to add there? Let's see it again, Shawnee. 2024. Yeah. I just hope I hope he has a similar run of injuries that he had this year because it's this year had to be one of his best runs of of injury free footy. I know he like towards the end walking wounded yeah. a bit with his quad and and then the calf. But the bravery, like we didn't before, we didn't speak about the bravery, the the growth he made defensively. Um, hmm. Putting his body on the line, um, bring it on, man! Uh, yeah. Let's do it again. <laughs> and then the last award was the viewers one. So as I said, there were only two people that actually nominated anything, um, which made it really easy to to pick. Um, so we had um, Andrew uh, JP, who's the um, editor of Nothing But League. Um, he um, he's a Raiders fan, uh, like our, our good friend Simon. Um, he picked Jared Crocus 300 game. He had a breakdown of it, uh, like a little sentence, but I couldn't fit it all on the slide, but just said, you know, it was a great moment for a great player. Wasn't a great result. Oh, I loved that game. I agree with him. That was a great game. It was a great game, <laughs> but we talked about it um, even before the game, like how great it was to see him actually hit the 300. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything yeah. Done for the Raiders yep. where it looked like he wasn't going to make it. No one more um, deserving. No one more deserving. Yeah. So, yeah, well done. Um, great, great pick there, Andrew. And then um, Kiwi Bjorn, I saw you here earlier. I uh, hope you're still here. Um, you actually commented on, on my, I think it was Twitter, um, say Jason Paris speaking out about the officials um, was his moment of the year. Um, yeah, I know it, some people didn't like it. A lot of Warriors fans loved it. And um, despite the refs and the Graham Elsie and that coming out saying, um it's all lies and made him take it back. It's fair to say the, the ref's decisions in 50-50 started getting a bit better um, until we got into the business end of the game. <laughs> yeah. But, um, in regular season after that, there was a, a bit more of the rub of the green going the Warriors' way. Um, and I had the, um, the the pleasure of actually meeting him briefly at the final game. He came to um, the little bar area outside the stadium Um I was there with Warrior Holic and Wise Up Podcast and that, and he's um, 
been talking a lot with Warrior Holic. So he came over and had a beer um, with our table and seems like a real cool dude. Um, very passionate about league, um, as you can tell by some of the tweets he gives during games. But yeah, great. I thought they were great picks by both. Um, yeah. So thanks, guys. And um, next year, maybe a few more of you make my job a bit harder and throw some suggestions my way that I have to figure out. Um, but that was it for all those, uh, our awards for the year. Um, was, I felt it was a bit easier to pick this year um, yeah. because I was I was a bit more positive as, as the year went on. Yeah, I think I think uh, that helped. Eh? I pretty much said yeah. you mind straight away. It was a lot of it just float. Yeah, um, where yeah, last year we kind of wanted to forget the NRL existed with how bad the Warriors were going. Um, so that's it for the awards. Um, before we go away, we've got a little bit on overseas news. But um, again, just remind everyone uh, before we go into that, that we'll be on with Ruin Hammer tomorrow night, um, making fun of all our predictions again, um, which should be a bit of a laugh. Um <laughs> But, yeah, we'll go into Super League before we let everyone go, mate. Um, it's probably our shortest show in a while, so Paul should probably stay away for a bit. Um, but just like the NRL, the Super League's at Grand Final is going to be played between first and second place, like we predicted last week, Richie, yep. um, with Catalans playing Wigan. Um, also, we had um, Bevan French um, won the 2023 Man of Steel, which is the Southern Super League's Dally M, basically. Yeah. Um, so congrats on that. And um, I've got another one here. It's about the promotion relegation. So the next league down, um, we've got um, London playing um, Toulouse for the winner comes into Super League. But London Broncos actually had a massive upset over Featherston, 36-26, um, to get into that spot. Um, Featherston ended the regular season, Richie, first by a country mile. Mm. They were miles ahead of everybody, and London were fifth, and now Featherston aren't even in the grand final. Um, shows how, how good London were, I guess. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be that game. It's London versus Toulouse. Winner replaces Wakefield in the yeah. Super League uh, next year. And then, yeah, the semifinals, Catalans defeated St. Helens 12-6. Um and then Wigan defeated Hull KR 42-12. Mm. Great results. Uh, great results great. there. And yeah, very, very happy said, to see, very happy to see no St. Helens and Wigan through to a final. Yeah. Um then Simon said there's going to be a French English in both divisions. Yeah. I think um in terms of trying to grow the game in France, Toulouse getting back up there will be great. But Toulouse were there, and I feel like whichever team gets there potentially could be in the same Wakefield territory. But in saying that, Lee were the team that came up last year and um, they made finals. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Simon said, um, his honest opinion, Featherston have no business being in the Super League. They're a town of 15,000 people and they openly broke COVID rules during lockdown live in the same live in the same areas as Wakefield and Castleford. Yeah, um, but they have a shot because if they beat um, – oh, wait, no, Featherson's gone. Um, yeah, um, maybe Karma's a bitch, and that's why they didn't make it. <laughs> um, and, yeah, um, Simon said Toulouse is the fourth biggest city in France. It's bigger than a lot of places in England. If they can stay in Super League for long term, they could bring generational revenue. Yeah, I think for the good of the game, uh, a team like Toulouse, it would be great to have them in the Super League. Yeah. But it's just so hard once, once they're there to actually stay. 
um, as we've seen. So if they get there, they've got to get some good talent in, um, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, there's also – I was going to cover it in the news. There's a, a bit of news that a lot of players that had signed deals with Featherston, expecting Featherston to go and win and come into Super League, and now are all scrambling trying to get out of their contracts because they don't want to go play in the, the next division down. Mm. But that's also a problem for me with uh, promotion relegation. Um, I'll, that team that gets relegated, like Wakefield, they get completely, um, you know, raped and pillaged of all their talent. And then that team that gets moved up doesn't have the talent to begin with and ends up going back down. Um, yeah, I think it, it's just way. it's just historical trauma from being a county's Manukau fan watching. <laughs> Watching us, you know, go and lose to the bottom place first division team every year and not getting up, but then all our talent becoming um, Waikato or Canterbury talent. Um, I know it's not a rugby union show, but that's where it stems from. Uh, I'm still hurt. Um, yeah, and Simon said, yeah, relegation is going to be modified in the next couple of years where it will not just be a performance on the field, but other criterias. Yeah, I think that's got to play a part. You've got to show that you can actually survive yeah. in that top-tier development as well. Um, but, yeah, so grand final this week, Richie, uh, Wigan versus Catalans. So um be a good one. I know who I'm going for. Um, yep. Bias tip, way. I'm going to tip Wigan. Wigan. So, um, yeah, I know it's probably better for the game if Catalans win it, being French, but... Up the, um, up the English was. Up the English wires, yeah. And um, so next week, um, we spoke very briefly um, during the week. I, I went and looked at all the international games, the dates they played and whatnot, and um, we've kind of got it where we can go the next few weeks doing our show reviewing at least one or two games a week. Um, mm. So we'll, we'll probably end our season four after the finals of, um, of the Pacific Cup. So, um, yeah, next week we'll be reviewing uh, the Kangaroos versus Toa Samoa, Jellaroos versus Kiwi Ferns, uh, PNG versus Cook Islands, and Fetu Samoa versus Fiji Bilakula, which is the Samoa and Fiji and women teams, and previewing the week after games, which I think is Samoa versus the Kiwis yeah, and the likes. So, um, yeah, tune in next week for us when we're actually going to be just talking about international footy. Um Shows probably won't be that long due to how many games there are, but we've said that before, mate. So we'll, we'll see we what have. happens. But it depends yeah, on. internationals are back, man. That's how good is that? So uh, we're always harping on about it. Oh, I'm glad we're getting we're, we're getting a chance at the end of the standoff season to actually uh, dive into it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Simon said, I'm very happy if you guys are going to keep doing that. I'm happy with whatever decision you do. If you want to review the international games, that's good for you. Yeah, which is kind of what you said, Richie. You said if you're happy to do it, I'm in. And i got nothing else to do, <laughs> so I'm as well. Keep talking. Um, and, yeah, um, I'm going to be watching all the games anyway, so it makes yeah. sense that we keep talking about it. And as a show, we've been very vocal about being passionate about internationals. So it'd be silly not to review the games we're so passionate about. Yeah. So um, makes sense. So yeah, looking forward to some international footy, and um, not a lot of worry has been picked. So that means hopefully we we don't risk too many injuries. Um, which so it's a win-win for us there. Um, yeah. We did. I, I before we move on, I just forgot there was a lot of warriors that made the Kiwis A team. 
as well. Um, Ali Lotawa, Rocco Beery. Rocco Beery, yeah. Um, yeah. Kalani Going was in there too. Um, um, wasn't... Um, there was heaps. Yeah, there was quite a few. Quite a which few. Is, so which is, is awesome. Yeah, good to see those younger guys um, getting a look in as well. So um, anything else you want to add before we go? Nah, man. Thanks. Well, well, well done running all those slides. I was, oh. um, I, I, that was, um, yeah. Rob just said Taintor Peaky was in there too, which is really great. Yeah. Um, no, you did well, Brad. I was a bit worried for you, um, Paul, not being here tonight with all those slides. So well done, and yeah, yeah making, another make, another awards show and prediction show done, done and dusted. So my yeah. old laptop was cranking trying to do all those slides at the same time, but. Um, yeah, we got there. So, um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into our show next week at 8 p.m. here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio or Spotify. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. And, um, yeah, remember to tune in to Ruin Hammer tomorrow night um, at 9 um, if you want to listen to us ramble again. Um, should be a good night. But uh, cheers again for joining me, Richie, and good night, everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 